I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. Welcome, everyone, to uh, episode 158 of Radish. Uh, this is the Show and Tell podcast, where we bring you the good stuff and only the good stuff every week. And boy, have we got a lot of good stuff for you this week. Uh, mm-hmm. I am Sean, and it is a brand new month, which means I have to pick a new artist. Oh, Black Eyed Peas, uh, Black Eyed Peas, Black Eyed Peas, Black Eyed Peas. I'm looking behind me to see. He's uh, the end of June. You don't have Black Eyed Peas back there. Uh, uh, we're going to do Sean Berry Jam. Uh, this I'm Sean Berry Jam. It's Animal Collective month. Have you done Animal, Animal Collective? Collective? It's Animal Collective June. I don't think I have. All right. I'm the Will album. That's right, folks. And Will's con- it's, it's Weezer June. Uh, I know Sean's already done Weezer. I have But I'm going to do it this time. I think I mean, you have, I did. you've done Pinkerton. I did in high school, uh, but I haven't done Weezer this year on Radish. All right. Well, in, in Will's country, it's Weezer June. It's also going to be Weezer July. Also, it's going to be Weezer 2021. It's white, white Boy Summer. Weezer is the summer of summer. (laughs) Which, oh god. We don't have to get started on Weezer. We should bring Evan on to talk about Weezer. But man, I listened to Van Weezer. Some really good catchy tracks. Weezer, they've got it here and there. But man, the most most of it is just hard to listen to. That's the Weezer way. (laughs) Weezer way, truly. This, This is the way. You can't have your blue albums without your Pinkertons. Is uh, and not to say anything against but, Pinkerton, but both those are good though. Both <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a fucking it's a fucking great album. But man, the lyrics, the lyrical themes of Pinkerton, just oh man, really just a a, a portent for what's to come from Rivers Cuomo. Look, when when he starts singing, I I don't listen. I just let Weezer over, hit me like a wave, and I just do my dances. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay attention. And uh, I'm Tyler Elefunk Mink. It's Black Eyed Peas <laughs> June for Tyler. <laughs> I don't think you have enough Black Eyed Peas albums to cover all of June, Tyler, but I'm excited to I see do. you Four. try. I do. Next okay. week, I'll be Tyler Funk. Monkey Business Mink. <laughs> We'll, we'll get just, there. You're always Tyler Monkey Business. <laughs> That's true. That's and also, true. it would be Tyler Minky Business, so don't even start with that. <laughs> That's great. Tyler now has a new fa- name in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get underway, uh, we've got a couple ad reads this week. Um, oh, we got we got a lot of money we've coming got, in from these. We've got so much we money coming in this in week. Dough. Uh, one, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, if you guys will just, uh, mind, we got this ad read from us, uh, from, we'll find out. <laughs> Another year has passed. Another trip around the sun on this bitch of the earth. Tides <laughs> rides, winds blows, wind blows, and time marches on. Look at your life and ask, is this what you want? Will you let this next year slip by the same as the others, or will you rise to the challenge to make something of yourself before the loam claims us all? Here at Hellman's Mayonnaise, we are are opting for the latter. Hellman's, why not? (laughs) Very existential ad from Hellman's. Yeah, they're going in a bold new direction. (laughs) Um... Next up, Jenny's Ice Cream is proud to sponsor Radish. Jenny's Ice Cream. It's hot. (laughs) (laughs) I can't read it. (laughs) The only ice cream that's hot. If you're eating ice cream and it's hot, it's Jenny's. (laughs) Most ice creams are cold, but not Jenny's. Jenny's, the hot ice cream. No. Jenny's <laughs> rhymes with penis. Penis. Does that mean I have to go back? Genus should... ice cream. Genus ice cream. <laughs> it's spelled J E N I S. Yeah, it's true. Genus ice cream. Uh, I've got their their their, their peach uh, salted cream. Oh, jeez, hot. 
<laughs> oh, God. That's how you know it's ice cream. Oh, hot man. It's the hot ice cream. It's hot salted cream. Genus. <laughs> Genus. All right. Uh, one or two two more of the ad. Two more. You've heard of OnlyFans. Now get excited for OnlyFans, the online repository for all things Fran. We've got Fran Dresser, Fran Leibovitz, Francis McDormand. We also have access to historical archives for never-before-seen paintings and illustrations of historical friends like Francisco Pizarro, Spanish conquistador. I bet you didn't see that coming. The Inca sure didn't. Here at Only Friends <laughs> HQ, we realize this is a hyper-specific kink, but extensive market research has shown that the sickos that listen to Radish are 100% into this kind of thing. In fact, use code Radish at checkout, and you'll get instant free access for up to... 1,500 pictures and videos of Fran Canberry for one month. Yeah, I bet you like that. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Only France. That makes sense. <laughs> this ad was submitted by Jerry from Monkey Jerry's Ice Cream Experience in Carbondale, Illinois. A lot of ice cream I'm, ads I'm, I'm so excited for all the ice cream ads. I, uh, I think I have to recite this with a rhythm. <laughs> we didn't plan this. We didn't plan the... <laughs> <laughs> get two ice cream ads and the they gave it to the, the tone deaf most tone deaf member of the group <laughs> come grab a scoop at monkey jerry's <laughs> let's raise the roof nail a chocolate or cherry as many scoops you want one two three four monkeys not are in the recipe anymore our customers <laughs> say it just ain't the same but due to tough litigation, we made the change. There's no more monkey now. We promised a judge. Oh. So we're sticking to dairy. audio cut out. <laughs> Trading lemurs for fudge. <laughs> so stop on by our culinary Copacabana. Trust me when I say you want to order the extra. <laughs> there's two winks at the end. <laughs> ah, there's a wink, wink. So thanks for Monkey Jerry's ice cream and Only Friends and Genesis Genus ice cream. I forgot how to pronounce Gene. Genus. I said editor's note. It rhymes with penis. <laughs> Genus ice cream and Hellman's mayonnaise for their ads this week. Christ. All right. In any case, Hellman's is a big name. Hellman's is like pretty big. Monkey, Monkey Jerry's ice cream has five stanzas in their ad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's a lengthy one. It is. Oh God. Um. So this week, instead of a, a, a news segment, as you know, it's it's baseball season, and that means uh, we've got. If I'm hosting, we're getting a Sean's untitled so far baseball segment, which. I brought two new name ideas. Uh, the first being Diamond Corner. Um, you know, bringing it back to square oh. corner. Uh, but I'm I'm really feeling for the past week baseball borner. Uh, so welcome to Sean's baseball borner. <laughs> Which uh, borner? sure that makes more makes more sense than diamond corner. So yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week we're talking about the game between the Chicago Cubs and Pittsburgh Pirates on May 27th. Uh, it was last week. If you're listening to this, you should still look up a highlight of this play. It is something of a marvel. Uh, the Cubs player, Javi Baez, was able to make a double out of just a, a basic ground of the third. How? Well, <laughs> basically, he hit a ground of the third. Third baseman threw it over to the Pirates' first baseman, Will Craig, who then, on two outs... <laughs> with a runner on third instead of tagging first base to make the final out preventing Which any further do runs in any out situation yeah yes instead Regardless. of no, it's no universe in which well i guess like if he was running his way he might think like oh i can just run him down because there's no. if, if there wasn't anybody on third 
If there if he, if there wasn't anybody on the bases, you would you would change. Why not? Yeah. Why? They're no. the pirates. He's running back You're to 18, home. <laughs> He's 18 yeah. 30. I know, so, but and, you force it. <laughs> so he chases Javi back to home, which it should be said will not count for anything. Exactly. <laughs> it it would not count as a run. Javi would a home run. make he would just make negative progress. And instead of Craig tagging Javi Baez, he already missed a chance to tag the bag, making the third out in the inning. So he chases Javi down, and instead of like just tagging him personally, he throws the ball to the catcher, who is then trying to like get the runner from third out for a run. This does not work. Yeah, they stole a run. So they stole they, home. yeah, the guy yeah. stole home, makes a run. And with the catcher and the ball in his hands, kind of wondering what to do, Javi's able to run to first. And he's finally be able to make that run. And the catcher throws it to the, the second baseman, who is now a run over to first base to make the tag. That guy misses the throw completely. It just goes into the outfield. So, yeah. Javi hits the bag, runs straight to second. And so now the, the Pittsburgh, the Pirates players are just scrambling. And they the second baseman... Or yeah, I guess the uh, second the guy who caught the ball that the second baseman missed uh, throws it to the person now on second base, presumably the shortstop. The shortstop does not make that catch, and Javi <laughs> makes it safely to second, uh, which is a truly incredible play uh, of just pure incompetence by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, uh, I have a quote here from the first baseman, Will Craig, who said, I just kind of lost my mind for a second. Uh, which clearly, <laughs> of just like kind of forgetting. <laughs> just <laughs> kind of forgetting how to play baseball. Uh, it's worth noting, too, that the uh, that Javi scored on the very next play. The next guy up to bat was able to hit uh, a play and just was able to run from second to home. He scored. hit an infield fly and somehow hit a triple off. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. A um, I don't even know who won that game. I hope it was the Cubs. They deserve it. But it was a, a true spectacle to watch. If you just, if you're listening to this now, I encourage you just search a video of just Cubs Pirates 2021. You will absolutely find a video of this. It is just, it is a Abbott and Costello Three Stooges level physical comedy sketch of live professional baseball. Um, While you're watching this, in a different tab, pull up Yakety Sax. Have <laughs> that playing. While Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Sean, can you remind me who's on first? Oh, it was a uh, Will Craig. Ah, uh, yeah. So who who's on or, first? Or 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 won't he? <laughs> He will or won't, Craig. In any case, that's the baseball borner of this week, of uh, this we month, maybe. Number one victory royale. Yeah, Fortnite, we about to get down. Get down. <laughs> mm. All right, let's Is... get to the meat of the show. We've gone through enough bread and mayonnaise. Oh, we're talking show and tell. Hey, and hot ice was... cream. <laughs> and ice cream. <laughs> This week we're talking about uh, the best new limited event drama series, uh, a Netflix movie, and I think a free-to-play game. So <laughs> that was the bare minimum you could have described. Will's <laughs> a free-to-play game and and some I'm, some freaking nerd crap. <laughs> I'm still not sure what's going on, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so I mean, Will, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, I got something from Newgrounds.com this week. Uh, is that true? Which is very exciting. It is. It's on Newgrounds.com. They're hosting it. I didn't know um, Newgrounds was still on. Oh, it's still on. And it's the it's the host site of my, my show and tell, which is a browser game called Friday Night Funkin'. Nice. Which is a, uh, it's a rhythm game, kind of like Guitar Hero, DJ Hero, Parappa where arrows go up the screen and you hit the arrows kind of like DDR with your fingers to, oh. uh, and <laughs> now uh, I'm imagining a little DDR game. mat for your fingers. 
They, they make them, I'm pretty sure. Um, I wanted to talk about this game because uh, there's some exciting stuff going on right now. Uh, let me pull up the names one second. Cut this out while I Google Friday Night Funkin'. It is made by a developer named Ninja Muffin 99 um, on on Newgrounds. Uh, the the composer for all the songs is an artist named Kawaii Sprite, and then there's two artists named Phantom Arcade and Evil Skater. Uh, very Newgrounds usernames who, yeah. are, who are making this game. It sounds like the last. So I mean, together. the last time I was on Newgrounds was probably back when I was burning CDs. Like that's that's how all news brand is. Fun fact: well, I started it... burning CDs in 1997. Just it'll it'll look a lot like you remember it. Uh, it hasn't changed much. I mean, and the reason I like this game a lot is because it, it is very nostalgic for that kind of browser Newgrounds Flash game. I don't think it is Flash because I think Flash is dead. Rest in peace. But. Um, so they put together this game. They put it together uh, late last year. It came out. It was popular. They made a bunch of tracks for it. They put them out in, in weeks, like week one, week two. Uh, each week has like a different person you're kind of rapping against. Your, your character is like a little kind of flash animated character who's doing a little little rap um, over some some pretty good like kind of chip uh beats that are really fun. Um, and then there's like different characters like you know the, your girlfriend's dad or this kind of there's a character who is a literal lemon demon and apparently he's not a reference to lemon demon <laughs> and i'm like i don't believe that and like one of the bosses is the newgrounds guy like the guy from the tank uh, a lot of the bosses are just like newgrounds characters nice um but what made this game cool is because it caught on and people were like hey we want to play a full version of this and so they put together a kickstarter um and they said all right if you give us Sixty thousand uh, dollars, we'll make a full game, and they called it Friday Night Funkin' the full ass game. Um, and it was on Kickstarter, and uh, they their goal was sixty thousand dollars. And as of this podcast, they've raised two point two million dollars. Holy! So they hit all their stretch goals. Basically, they didn't hit the the crazy stretch goals. Like the next one, the, the next one up was like we'll make a physical PS one release of this game, yeah, <laughs> which wow. they didn't. That was three million, but they have enough to make. Uh, 45 new levels um, and this is a team of four guys or four four artists four you know guys in the in the plural sense um, I don't I don't know who they are really besides their usernames um, so four four people are making this game um, and they have 2.2 million dollars now to make a full game um, they're trying to do console release I mean this game is this gonna be gonna be pretty popular um, you can play the first seven weeks right now, which is 21 tracks now on Newgrounds. Uh, I recommend it. The soundtrack is on Spotify. Um, really fun, really fun. Uh, reminds me of like Parappa, uh, Get a Room Man, uh, those are kind of old, like even Jet Set Radio kind of uh, like rhythm games. Uh, it's, it's great fun. Check it out. Uh, play it on your browser. You can download it for free. Um, you can throw some money at the Kickstarter or their kind of pay-as-you-want campaign. Uh, support this game. It looks really fun. Uh, it's got some got some fun stuff going on. That then you probably be able to buy it for your console, or at least on Steam, uh, probably in the next two years. I'd say the full game's coming out. Nice. Yeah, I cool. played the free to play one uh, when, when you demanded us to do it a week ago. Uh, I played uh, through the <laughs> tutorial um, before uh, I got a work call because I was doing it during work, of course. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but but that's just the joys of a, of a web based um, game like that. Just pull it up at work. So. Fun stuff. Yeah, it's just wanted to, just for a frame of reference. I wasn't like to make like, a gunpoint, like, please, game. But uh, <laughs> just so you, you, you knew what, what I was going to be talking about. Uh, I'm glad you demanded. Look, I'm glad you demanded because yeah. it is a fun game, 100%. It's, it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. Look up Friday Night Funkin'. Uh, it's on Ninja Muffin 99's website right now, but the newest level is only on Newgrounds. So you got to go there to play it. Okay. Nice. Cool. I will uh, change what I wrote. In the manifesto, where I wrote "Funky," what Pete did you write? Party. I wrote "Funky Pete and the Party Pirates" because I remember that was Mark Wahlberg's band. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go next, Sean. Yeah, if go that's, for if it. that's allowed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so I didn't really, I didn't do much this past week other than um, I, I had some family in town and. Um, then, uh, watched Conjuring 2, which I'm sure we'll talk about, uh, when we wrap up the podcast here. 
so I, I was trying to find something to, to watch, to review for, for Radish. And uh, I was led to believe through um, just SEO and um, just it being so highly ranked on Netflix that I should watch Army of the Dead to review for the folks, um, the fine folks who oh. listen to Radish. Uh, but then, once I finished the film and, and got through it, I thought to myself, well, we only talk about the good stuff every week, so I can't come on and just bash something. But but honestly, there were some good things about it. So I'm I'm bringing a new segment called Badish to, to I was going to say Badish, because yeah. that's what the guys at Dragon Con told us to call it. Uh, well... <laughs> Thank you guys from Dragon Con. I even um, have I even have a jingle for it. Really? Yeah. Heats up postcard, put it in the box, bring it here and put it on my Yep, that makes sense. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna so how I'm gonna do this is I'm gonna talk about the things I like, the things that I could give or take, and then the things that I didn't like about this film. Because not all of it was bad. I, I would definitely recommend this to some people. Um, and, and hopefully I can give enough of a review for you to decide if this is your thing or not. So, the Amish should watch this movie. <laughs> they build really fast. Uh, so Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, follow-up to his Justice League director's cut. He made this for Netflix. Apparently this was 10 years in the making. I'm sorry. Uh, but it debuted to 72 million streams. It was number four on Netflix when I watched this on the 29th. Uh, it's a movie about mercenaries traveling to a zombie-stricken Las Vegas to recover hundreds of million dollars before the U.S. government nukes the city. Uh, it's led by Dave Bautista. Uh, and, and Sean, uh, let me know if you can identify any of these actors that are in this film. It has Anna de la Reguera. Nope, Omari Hardwick, Ella Purnell, and then of course Tignataro. Um, of course, yeah, Great. anybody should know uh, should recognize that name. Sixty nine percent. We're actually her Twitter this week. What? What? Radish is actually her Twitter this week. Oh, very nice. A, that didn't land. No, I don't. <laughs> do you want to explain? <laughs> <laughs> so she has a different comedian be her on Twitter every week. Oh, uh, that's fun. That is fun, but yeah. like obviously not that fun because <laughs> yeah, it didn't go that's, over not, that's not that's not on you. Um, that's on me. Um, yeah, it is. The best part is <laughs> this is a sixty nine percent on Rotten Tomato, which just makes up for nice. everything. Uh, so the things I liked about this. For a Netflix film, the CGI was fantastic. It was fun to see a desolate Vegas. There was a lot of great fight scenes. The gore was done really well. Uh, he had some stylistic fights scored by like classic Vegas songs like Viva Las Vegas and stuff. That was fun. It was fun. That's that's fun. Um, there are a lot of great set pieces overall. Uh, I mean, Zack Snyder, of course, you know... Um, a pretty good director in his own right. I mean, a lot of folks would argue he's a fantastic director in his own right. He does set pieces really well, and he did it really well in this film. Uh, there's a chilling scene where the mercenaries have to squeeze through like hundreds of quote-unquote hibernating zombies, uh, and and like if they made any sort of noise or like bumped into them or anything, it would wake them up. It was super tense. Like the colors were great. It was super fun. Um, the only other thing I really liked about this film is Tignataro. Uh, she plays a brash helicopter pilot, really the only successful comedic relief in this film. Her jokes land all of the time, and you kind of get the feeling that she just improv the whole thing uh, because, I don't know, it, it was just so funny. I was like, okay, did they actually write these? Um, but actually a fun fact about this, she replaced Chris D'Elia, like most of the way through filming this. Uh, Chris D'Elia just showed his true colors of being just a shitty fucking human being. So they recast <laughs> him uh, with Tig Nataro. And they spent over $2 million um, visually, like, adding her into every scene and replacing Chris D'Elia. Like, they've done, like, digital face, like, put her face over his face. Like, they, they went all out, to, which I respect. Face swap app. Yeah, face swap app. Um, 
But honestly, <laughs> she was she was the funniest part of this whole film, and she plays a pretty big character. Stuff that I could give or take. This movie was two and a half hours long. I pulled oh. this up for oh. the stuff that I did not like. The <laughs> but maybe some people, you know, that's fine. Um, great set pieces and action scenes. But there was a lot of filler in between that, filling out that two and a half hours, including the most basic-ass family drama that didn't need to be inserted this at all. Um, also, a lot of random zombie lore. For some reason, they just get like <laughs> really into the zombie lore. Like there's a king and a queen and not necessary, but I feel like some folks might like it. So I, I, I put I, it that in That sounds the, like I, that kind of... That's, uh, I was looking forward to some like new zombie thing introduced in this movie. And... That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. You might like that part then. Um, it's great uh, and oftentimes hilarious when the movie doesn't take itself seriously, but it gets kind of strange and weird in the times when it does take itself seriously. It kind of picks and chooses throughout the film. Stuff I did not like at all. Um, in fact, I'm just going to pull that two and a half hours into the stuff I just did not like at all, and I don't think anybody would like. Two and a half hours, way too long. Other thing I didn't like, Dave Batista. I know you're going to be like, whoa! Oh. I know. He was given nothing to work with, completely one-dimensional character, but he also didn't add much to it himself either. Like to to a, like to the point where other characters in the film would joke about how one-dimensional and monotone he is, and hmm. uh, it just didn't work. Uh, it suffered what Lost suffered from, where there was way too much introduced, like the zombie lore that doesn't really flesh out in the end. Um, and then, and then my final thing is for anybody who's seen this film, find me one person who watched it and liked the ending. Just saying. (laughs) It was not a satisfying ending, but overall zombie films are hard to pull off. There's just a lot of cheesy ass, bad zombie films. This one has a lot of great action scenes. I wish it was just mostly action scenes. Um, but uh, that's that's my baddish review of uh, so, Army of the Dead. Your review is to is to watch the action scenes on YouTube. Yeah. Yes. If if you want to do that, then yeah. If you're like Sean, you're like, oh, zombie lore might be interesting. <laughs> Try the two just, and a half hours. It's, but, it's, I know it's two and a half hours, but Zack Snyder did his the first movie he like got known for was his remake of Dawn of the Dead, which is yeah really fucking fun and he introduced the idea of fast zombies so i don't know if i have two and a half hours to spare for this but it i know it's part zombie movie part heist movie and yes that's a way to get me into a concept for a movie so i don't know if i'll ever have (laughs) two and a half hours to spare for this um but i don't know i i we might have a uh uh a follow-up in the coming months when i finally watch this um i i'd welcome it i'd welcome it i mean but i i don't I, think I, it's not i don't want it to be misconstrued as me saying like i don't believe all of your criticisms tyler no Knowing Zack snyder it, all of these are definitely something that can happen but and i'm not trashing it it's just bad ish yeah <laughs> <laughs> um it's become kind of in vogue to hate Zack Snyder. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like it is with anything that's popular or makes money. Um, but I don't necessarily think... Like, I didn't like Dawn of Justice, but I didn't... Zack Snyder wasn't the reason I don't think I didn't like that movie. Right. <laughs> um, he, he does action of, well. He does, like I said, yeah, set yeah. pieces really well. There's a lot of great stuff in, in his director's cut of, of Justice League. A lot of great set pieces there as well. Um, watch Sucker Punch, a movie that's just a bunch of unrelated set pieces with right. like I think there's a plot involved, but like it's incredible. Right. That movie rules. I I would go so far as to say that Zack Snyder is a pretty good action director. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And this isn't going to be getting any nominations at the end of the year. Um, for one, what what awards shows are left? But two, <laughs> it's it's just it's not one of those films. You know, it's definitely a block, quote unquote, blockbuster action, you know, you know, more akin to the stuff that Zack Snyder did before his work on Justice League than, you know, anything else. But uh, he should he should honestly probably stick to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when yeah, there's a certain wheelhouse and always like if you if you stop making serious movies, it's like 
Sean, I'm sorry. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> if he, like I said this last time, if he just keeps making those big set piece fun movies like like Inception and stops making... Yeah. Interstellar. Um, Tenet, <laughs> if, he, if he keeps making movies like Tenet, I'll be more than happy. Right. There's... Yeah. All the emotion was taken out. It was just big fucking cool set pieces, but I enjoyed right. it just the same. Didn't cry at the end, but that's I don't you know qualify movies with that. That's just <laughs> something that happens. That just happens at Hustlers. <laughs> it, just, it happens during Hustlers and The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah, just just keep making your big tilty hallway movies, and everyone will be happy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sean, what did, you, what did you? No one, no one ever asked this. Sean, what did you bring this week? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, just last night, earlier this week, the my new favorite HBO crime drama, post True Detective season one, uh, finished up, and I'm so glad to talk about it. It is. It got parodied on SNL, which was okay oh, man but so did the super bowl so it's it's a mode. so did so did sigh <laughs> eight years later uh <laughs> but man uh i'm talking about mayor of east town uh which is about a murder uh a homicide detective from east town pennsylvania played by english actress kate winslet um she does a great job that's i i can't <laughs> this is such a fascinating series it is so well done it is an incredibly written drama there are so 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 many characters you have to keep up with but the show makes it easy hey i love that you just you understand like really get the sense of how small of a town east town is and you see how crucial of a role mayor plays in investigating the murder of a local teen uh in a is her kind name of mayor it's yeah, does... short for Marianne, but everyone just calls her Mary. Okay, um, it's you not will... like a female horse, though. No, oh, no, no. I, I will... thought you were saying the mare. No, mare, mare, M A R E, mare. I swear to God, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's how was her accent? You said she was English. Did she sound a little hoarse? You will have to. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Nay. <laughs> You will Sorry. have to forgive a lot of egregious Pennsylvanian accents, which uh, I'll never forgive Pennsylvania. <laughs> honestly, it is it is just Pennsylvanian accents, but you kind of lose it after a while because it's the story and how everyone interweaves together and all the just the character webs uh, become too fascinating. And you just are so excited to keep going on to the next episode. So if you haven't watched it yet. If you weren't in my shoes the past couple weeks of just, like, waiting on the edge of your seat for the next episode, I would highly encourage you. It's on HBO Max. Please go check it out. It is uh, – I want to give, you know, credit where credit's due. The credit uh, – the creator is Brad Inglesby. Uh, the most – all the episodes were directed by uh, Craig Zobel. I'm not going to find more credits for them, but they did a fantastic job. It stars, like I said, Kate Winslet. It's got Julianne Nicholson. Who I don't know if you guys watched The Outsider last year, um, no. But oh my no. god, that's another one that kind that of is. in the same <laughs> same pantheon of just well, like she was in Hippopotamus Detective. <laughs> <laughs> the Outsider is the same sort of pantheon as like HBO limited series true crime, not true crime, but like crime dramas. Uh, she got yeah. the the real short end of the stick there, and she got gets her character gets the real short end of the stick here. And honestly, justice for Julianne Nicholson, she's a fantastic fantastic actress, and I hope to see her happy someday. It's got Gene Smart, who uh, excelled in Fargo season two, all of Legion, many other shows. She's got another show on HBO Max called Hacks, which I want to check out. She's a wonderful actress. I love seeing her on the screen. Uh, and Gory I know Rice. Gene Smart. I can co-sign uh, Gene Smart. Yeah. Uh, it's got David Denman, who we know as Roy from the Arf Office, who I learned while watching <laughs> the show is from Southern California, but he just keeps getting cast as like uh, kind of slightly off-putting Pennsylvanian guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I cannot like True Detective season one is 
fucking fantastic. We'll never have another show like it. Very thankful for it. Sharp Objects with Amy Adams uh, that premiered last year. Incredible true crime drama. Uh, Big Little Lies, also fantastic. The Outsider, like I said, real creepy, real weird. It's Stephen King. Real fun to watch. I encourage you, if any of those shows are some that you've enjoyed, please watch Mayor of Easttown. It is super entertaining. I will not spoil the mystery for you. It is just incredible. Thank you. (laughs) Um, One thing I will say is that there are a lot of... I I think, Tyler, you watched Big Little Lies, the first season at least. Yeah. Yeah. Remember how the teenage daughter and that have like a music taste that was just like, this seems weird. Like it was like too good for her age. This show luckily fixes that. And Gory Rice plays Mayor's daughter, Siobhan. Uh, and her name is Siobhan Sheehan, which is a lot. But, you know, I like the name Siobhan. Historically, Siobhan's and HBO have been A-plus characters. And it uh, continues here. Um, Siobhan, Siobhan Soprano. Yep. <laughs> Siobhan Soprano. Uh, <laughs> Siobhan plays in a band. And they, th- whenever the band plays music, they've just basically lifted songs uh, lovingly and legally from the band Mannequin Pussy. Um They've they even nod to the band when Siobhan's wearing a t-shirt later. There are so many great just music cues in the show. There's a big thief music cue, which side note, of all three of us who would listen to a band called Big Thief, I think it's pretty surprising that it's me, not Will. Yeah. Um, great band though. Yeah. I am Big Thief. <laughs> Will is Big Master Thief. Um there's also I fucking when you watch the show, you're like, oh, there's going to be a Phoebe Bridgers song in here. I just know it. When you just hear the soundtrack and you just see the mood of everyone, you're like, mm, there's going to be a Phoebe Bridgers track. I can just feel it. Spoiler alert, there is. I won't tell you which one, but when it did come up, I stood up and pumped my fist and cheered. It was perfectly placed. <laughs> it's the first person play... to ever do that to a Phoebe Bridgers song. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Can y'all believe that yeah, she smashed yeah, her yeah. guitar on Saturday Night Live? Good lord. Disrespectful. Hope to see her do it again at Shaky Knees. In any case. <laughs> My dad was a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mary of Easttown is an incredibly gripping drama. Uh, if you're into crime dramas, it is, it's fantastic. Kate Winslet does a wonderful job. I really hope it gets nominated for Best Limited Series and several cast members get uh, casted. Also, forgot to mention this. Guy Pierce is in this star of like Memento and several big budget movies. Guy Pierce. Uh, he Hell just yeah. plays like a, he just plays like a, a little writer who's visiting town uh, and cool becomes a, a, a slight romantic interest for Mare. Um, and he plays his role well. He, uh, he's not too intruding, and it's always nice to see him. Also, uh, Ryan Murphy, expat, Evan Peters, and also, you know, recently of WandaVision, Evan Peters uh, is in this show. Favorite role I've ever seen him in. He is fantastic as a uh, mayor's partner. Um, he is just delightful to watch on screen. I, I just... Like I said, there are so many characters, and you it, it takes a moment for you to finally figure out who's who and how they relate to each other. But seeing as how those relationships unfold and how they relate to the murder and missing girls in East Town, it's just it's so fascinating, and I cannot stress watching it enough. If you're looking for a, a good crime drama this year, I don't think a better one's going to come about. I see a lot of people tweeting about it. It's definitely got kind of a cult following. Good. It's it's worth it. Uh, I, I've i seen Can mostly we... people tweeting about uh, Mare's vape, which also makes a lot of appearances, as many uh, vapes and prestige dramas do. Um, but, you know, so it goes. Can we please, HBO, can we please get Mayor Eastbound and Down and get Kenny Powers in the mix? <laughs> You have the rights to both of these. I gave you all the clues. You can do this. <laughs> oh, I should also mention uh, Kaylee Spaney, who uh, I believe... Did we all three watch Devs last year? Or was yeah. that just you, Tyler? I have not seen Devs. Holy shit. Will, you need to. Uh, Kaylee Spaney, who was <laughs> yeah, in Devs. I've got stuff to do. I, you, you've read a thousand chapters of One Piece. You can watch Devs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, one at a time, though. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
Kaylee Spaney, who is uh, fantastic in devs, is also in Mare of Easttown. It was a delight to see her here again. Um, it's I just the cast is fantastic. the The soundtrack is great. The direction, the writing. I like I said, I haven't loved a a, a crime drama as much as this since True uh, True Detective season one. Like Sharp Objects is up there because that was a really unique experience, really well done. Um, but Mare of Easttown is is something real, just something real good. It's gonna be the best thing until the next HBO crime drama. Yeah, I don't know if there's gonna be one this year. There probably will be. Yeah, HBO is not gonna make another crime drama this year. They decided <laughs> they only nope. get one a year. <laughs> we we got it in one. <laughs> so we're not gonna make more money. Thanks but for yeah. that, Sean. Uh, Love hearing course. that straight from the horse's mouth. I had to do it. You guys missed my cult, my cult joke earlier. Cult. That's okay. Oh, sorry. We're just we're just champing at the bit here for for more. (laughs) My life isn't stable. All right, that that was a (laughs) that was a stretch. (laughs) I can't believe this this movie takes this show takes place in Philly. We didn't say that. It's just outside of Philadelphia. I have no idea where East Town is. Philadelphia, greatest freaking city in the world. Oh, Salted man. a freaking earth, baby. <laughs> Got a baked ziti that'll put some hair on your peaches. <laughs> hey. And now for this week's. <laughs> and now for this week's entry into the Radish Hall of Fame. The song's two and a half minutes long. You got. You got to. Oh, okay, so I can bamf over it? <laughs> you got 190 more <laughs> seconds or whatever. <laughs> All right. You don't have to. Gracing our TV and computer screens every day, almost every week. This week, we are featuring the songs that inspire us most, that remind us of our favorite animated television shows from Japan. This week, the Radish Hall of Fame is happy to accept anime songs. To its hall of damn son, where'd you find this? <laughs> we found them watching anime. I'm t- I can't be talking to the sound bites now. This it's is fine. <laughs> it's crystal clear now. I can hear everything, and now I'm, I'm just holding conversations with them. But yeah, this week we're uh, finally talking. Uh, what makes anime openings, endings, the tracks that we love so dearly? What makes them special? Why we, you know, hold them so close to our heart, and why we're able to forgive some musical stylings that we typically don't go for in uh, Western music. Uh, but if it starts a kick-ass anime, we're all the more for it. Um, I, I, if I can start off, just top of the yeah, go for tops. It. Cruel Angel's thesis is, you know, an absolute legend. I thought I had that on here. I don't. So you're off, you're, off the hook, you're off the hook this time. We do have Garen Uh You know, starts Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's a meme and a, a, a legacy in its own right. Um, I, I've got the Evangelion finally soundtrack sitting behind me right now as we record uh, because I had to have a physical copy of Cruel Angel's Thesis, and I'm so happy that I do. Um, it is going to be my go-to karaoke song one day. Uh, well, of course you can't mention Evangelion without "Fly Me to the Moon," right? I mean, the Frank Sinatra anime it, song. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the it's the song that launched a thousand tweets, uh, <laughs> leveled leveled at Netflix for not including it in in uh, in their uh, I mean, iteration. I guess yeah. given given Evangelion fans, it's amazing that that was the issue. Like there was going to be an issue. Like they got off pretty good if "Fly Me to the Moon" was the no the straw that broke the camel's back there. <laughs> I mean, it's a good no, one, no offense to Old Blue Eyes or the uh, the woman who covered it for the show, but as long as Cruel Angel's thesis was intact and Komsus or Todd, and, uh, or however you say it in German, um, was intact in End of Evangelion, I'm fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, did y'all know that Hideaki, Hideaki the Ano wrote yeah. the lyrics for Komsus or Todd and they just, for some reason... Tr- translated into english 
Um, that makes huh. sense. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> he's a very it's, sad man. So it's a very sad man. Very sad lyrics, but a delightful song. Um, but yeah, that's a uh, you know legendary tracks. There's also there. I mean, I have a, a whole list of more, but let's let's get into like why these become so memorable. Why we hold them so dear. Why uh, have we started a playlist that is years going of just our favorite anime related tracks. Well, I think an OP is different than like a theme song because an OP is like the music is like half the half of the component of it. Like it's the music. Mm-hmm. It's also like the animation that is usually updated every 13 episodes uh, to kind of match what's going on in the story. Uh, it's usually like, you know, how Baby Driver got all that praise for like being in time with all the music. It's like it's like a music video uh, with the characters. And like I would say like an OP is part of the episode experience whereas like the king of the hill theme really isn't uh no disrespect Mm, to the refreshments or whoever (laughs) but like you can skip that and like that's fine you're still getting the jokes whereas i would argue that like at least for the good ops like like what listening to quillangel's thesis is like all right it's evangelion time it's not right it's 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 part of the part of the episode Mm -hmm. i was well i was trying to think what the what the Western equivalent of the anime OP is. And I think I've got it. And I would like your cosign here. Because I think it's the okay. Bond openings. Uh, How they're yeah. like animated and like there's like a there's like news releases when like the new Bond opening artist is announced. And I think mm-hmm. that like how like that's part it's you know, you wouldn't skip it because like it's part of the movie. Whereas right. like, you could skip opening credits of other things. I think the Bond opening sense. is the closest thing we have to the anime OP, which is, you know, Bond openings are great. And, you know, AHA did one. Of course they're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Radiohead almost did one. Um, and that movie suffered for it. <laughs> and a lot of things. <laughs> and a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's very accurate, Will. Um, but it's... I don't know, man. I just I got excited to talk about it this week for the Hall of Fame because I we I just finished uh, Jujutsu Kaisen um, and the what latter half of the season that new OP was fantastic and God I mean starting off the year with Attack on Titan with just binging through that whole show and going through all of those OPs and EDs uh, both majestic and symphonic and also somewhat terrifying uh <laughs> that thanks to oh, what season three uh the ed of that um but it's similar to what i was saying before but like i am not a symphonic metal fan at all i mean i can get into it here and there i think it's kind of hokey but when you play uh the what first season op that song from uh Oh, what's it called? What's the band? Link to Horizon. Link to Horizon. When you play that uh, original OP from Link to Horizon, you cannot help but get hyped. Not to mention, Sasageo is just now my <laughs> warm-up song anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's an unbelievable track. Um, there's there's a spectrum, because like those are like very fitting for Attack on Titan. Those are like, yes. all right, here's, here's this patriotic song for a fake kind of German nation. Uh, and then the other end of the spectrum is the OP and ED that have absolutely nothing to do with the show, but they just are good. <laughs> like the Jujutsu Kaisen one, which is just like kids going to school and putting on nice clothes. After I, I really like that out. about, yeah. I really like that about, um, you know, OPs or especially EDs because generally in, in like action anime, they leave you at a cliffhanger, and more often than not, it's it's a very perilous cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it cuts over to just like, ooh, let's get romance. Like, <laughs> was that doesn't the, fit the vibe at all. Was that the Skate the Infinity one he just did? That was Skate the Infinity. <laughs> and that's, that's the first one I could think of. Uh, and those cliffhangers, actually, it kind of made sense bleeding into that ED, but you know what I'm saying. Um, My... What I really love about both OPs and EDs is, uh, I mean, we, of course, we have, like, the animes, like, Cowboy Bebop, Fully oh, yeah. Cooly, with just the masterful, just, I mean, 
it, it can't be overstated how amazing both of those soundtracks are. But my favorite openings are the ones that are just like, and this is kind of a testament to like, I don't normally listen to this kind of music, but it's just like the really cheesy jock jammy, like uh, fighting dreamers from Naruto. Just like, way off. Ah! Like <laughs> that gets me hyped for like Naruto. And then of course we're talking about the four kids, one piece intro. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, but also, but also, also the, the original OG intro for one piece is so good. There's uh, a and live it's that, version that of it on Spotify too. that is, like in an arena. It's incredible. <laughs> Four kids or the OG? The OG, the We Are. Okay. The, okay. the real one. Right. But but speaking of One Piece, I mean, it, it's I feel like anime music's also more than just the OPs and EDs, right? I mean, uh, One Piece fans know Binks Brew or Binks Sake, sake in, in Japan, and they immediately start crying. Um, and, and you have, you have a similar, you have a similar song I know from, from Demon Slayer episode 19, um, which just kind of like evokes that sort of, you know, there's songs that just make you happy. There's, there's exactly, exactly. Uh, and, and can you name me one song from a Marvel movie score? Yeah. You could probably hum one. Oh yeah. Okay. That doesn't count. (laughs) I was going to say, I mean, the guardians of the galaxy soundtrack is. It's not non-licensed music, though. That's true. That's true. Uh, mm-hmm. And we have a bunch of examples right here of just like good, like animated, yeah. like a Bingsaki and and the one from nineteen, whose name I don't I don't know, but it's good. It's a good song. <laughs> I, could, I when it comes on, I know it. <laughs> exactly. It just brings you back to that season. Except I cannot keep track for the life of me all the My Hero Academia uh, OPs. I know when they come on, I get real excited, and I have my favorites. Uh, but if you try to like, what's happening during this arc? I have no idea. Um, I, know I can do that. Peace I can do signs that the first on one, I think. Peace signs the first one. Forget that's like, one I'm that's good. I'm good till then. It was <laughs> I. My Hero Academia is really my first like experience with like different OPs because I remember when like it changed up when I was watching the first season. I was like shocked and confused, and <laughs> I'd grown to love the first OP so much, and then the second one came along, I was like, what the hell is this? But then, you know, three or four episodes later, I was like, I'm all in. I love this. Um, and that's just, you know, a continuous cycle. Um, <laughs> speaking of, uh, I've noticed that at least with our playlist, I've, like, saved a lot of OPs um, for shows that I have not continued with, even though I need to, but the more I listen to the songs from the shows, uh, the more I'm reminded, like, hey, you should give that another shot. Like, uh, uh, the OP from the first part of Fire Force Season 1 is unbelievable. I think that the artist is called Miss Green Apple. Do mm. not know the name of the, the song, but oh my god, it's so good. Uh, likewise with uh, Good Morning World for uh, Dr. Stone, which gets stuck in my head all the time. It is a power punk song. It's a pop punk song that just, like, to beat the rest. It is so, so good. Um, also, Goblin Slayer. I finished Goblin Slayer. Caught up with it. That track, unbelievably good. So much fun. It's like D and D theme too, which I love. That yeah, <laughs> it has like D and D like references in the lyrics, which is fitting for a show that's basically a D and D campaign, even though it's not right officially. Um, yeah, so there's like, there's like original music. Like they usually get like an actual an actual uh, pop band to do it. I believe the band that does the one for like Dragon Maid is called like Fauna. It's like a J-pop band. Uh, they're great. Which, like, you don't get a whole lot of, like, like network television shows where, like, oh, we got this band or, like, this pop group to do the theme song for us. Right. And we're only going to use it for 13 episodes <laughs> before the core. Um, so, I think, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's a much bigger deal. And what's what's crazy is, like, we are, we are Westerners. We all have a favorite OP or ED. Um, the entire purpose of the OP is to give the information of the credits. So, they are useless to us. Like they, none of us, none of us can read Japanese. None of us are reading the credits. Like, oh, cool. So we're missing the entire point of like the information, but they're just <laughs> that good that that it doesn't matter. We're completely bypassing the the intent. We don't skip ahead. We just want to hear our favorite tracks every week. I, I've I've skipped ahead through my war a couple times because I wanted to see what was going to happen to my my friends Aaron. You're just making um, a four minute episode, three minutes and thirty seconds long, man. Yeah, I play myself. <laughs> I listen to it in the car later to a tone. <laughs> Jesus. 
Um, but yeah, speaking of artists who do a lot of uh, great OPs, I know there's Lisa, L-I-S-A. Um, she has done a track for My Hero Academia as well as Demon Slayer. Um, and both are fantastic. I think her OP for Demon Slayer um, was one of my top listened to songs of like 2018, 2019. Along with Thank You, My Twilight from uh, the P- Pillows of Fully Cooley. Uh, that was just, I could not get enough of it. Such great um, music. Also, uh, OP, OP powerhouse Hikaru Yutada. Who did... Oh my god, of course. She's done, a, she's done a couple of big anime OPs, but more importantly, she did Simple and Clean from Kingdom Hearts. Just absolutely. <laughs> just in a weird game with Mickey Mouse and, and Sora. Uh, that song was somehow like the, the biggest brainworm in that game in a game full of brainworms. Yeah. Oh, she's done so music good. for Evangelion, and she wrote a song for Goofy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's it's just I we return to the tracks because they remind us of our favorite shows, but they also like bring back like a lot of the emotions and excitement that we have for these shows and these properties. And really, Western shows don't really have that. I mean, like I understand the Succession theme, Nicholas Bertel, uh slaps, but I'm not listening to the soundtrack on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're not putting on the what was like the last big like? I mean, Game of Thrones maybe. That's I know what I was everybody loves say. the the Office theme. Um, Breaking Bad is a really for me, Wadi, good one. I had the Game of Thrones theme song was my phone, my ringtone for a while. Uh, but you know, Game of Thrones Mandalorian's got a good one because like the Sorry. Game of Thrones the the animation updated. That's with true. The seasons. Yeah. With each season, with uh, each town that they went to, with each location. Um, Mandalorian does have a good one, too. But mm-hmm. I, I still... It's I, easy. All of these, though, I don't think I'd call them like an OP, especially. Besides just kind know. of like the song that it plays at the beginning of the episode. A theme song. Unless you're just a, talking Archer, A theme Archer, song, if you will. <laughs> I think Archer is directly inspired from Tank, from Cowboy Bebop. Visuals and sound and all. Oh, I see that now. How did I yeah. ever see that? <laughs> Do you want to uh, just kind of like list 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 some favorites? Like we have a playlist we can post on our on our Twitter. Oh yeah, but um, uh, just just trying a, to a couple a couple you know if you had to give an award, <laughs> which uh, we are easy but, breezy like, award by Kelmico for uh, keep your hands off Izuken. Um fucking great track so much fun i'm not a big not a big j rap fan but like like you said like symphonic metal works for attack on titan this yeah. weird rap song works for these weird girls being weird you just, after school you can like i it's hard to listen to the song without like doing my best interpretation of the, like the movements and the, that the girls are doing in the op i think it's so much fun I gotta give it to. I mean, tank. Tank's great. Mm. Top three are probably tank. The Kagi, the first Kagi one, um, whose whose name I forget, but it's the really good one. Uh, it's, it's also very Bond themey. Um, Dragon Maid, and probably I know what I said before. Both the Nichi Joe ones are are uh, and Dragon Maid and, and Nichi Joe are the same studio, so the same. Uh, they're both Kyoto Ani. Uh, productions which are put a lot of work into the OPs but uh, man they're so good those are all on the playlist by the way I hate to be an anime OP or not OP but anime music in general gatekeeper here but you're both wrong we haven't even talked about it Jorno's theme we haven't Uh... talked about Jojo at all of course it's Jorno's theme hang on a second hang on a second It is incredible. Like the way it builds. Jorno's yeah. theme, of course, the Evangelion opening, also just freaking earworm. Yeah. Um Jojo also has like the the decade appropriate license music for the EDs, which like That's right. An ED slaps on its own, but like you occasionally, not always, occasionally you bring in Roundabout or Last Train <laughs> Home 
or I Want You by Savage Garden. Oof. It's just <laughs> right. It's just right. I'm not, I'm not a big licensed music in my shows fan because I think it dates it immediately. But mm-hmm. if you're making a show set in 1991 or whatever, you bust out Savage Garden and you're like, oh, I'm there. <laughs> you have all the characters named after artists of that era. I used, several times I played, I started playing Fragile yes it's fragile in the shop to see if i could catch any other jojo fans just like to see if they heard i not even jojo fans but just like people who are like exactly people who are too (laughs) online because i had no idea what that song was i didn't have any idea what jojo was but i knew the roundabout meme and i thought it was amazing um and that you know finally got me into starting jojo for a minute there but also, I have a copy of Fragile, and I'm realizing I should have it behind me instead <laughs> of Evangelion, finally. Uh, because, yes, it's The a listeners very good can't band. see either. That's, yeah, that's fair. You just have to imagine. Uh, but Fragile's a fucking great album, and Roundabout is unbelievably good. Also, I've heard that uh, the OP uh, for Magical Senpai, uh, it's called Fantastic <laughs> Illusion by the group Iris. Haven't seen the show. That's a lot. OP's great. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've mentioned almost everyone, but we have. Yeah. Maybe because it was not fair to to put this one in contention, but. Here we go. I'm the new kid. Moving in. Getting it done. And I'm officially the candidate for having some fun. Will you a buster? It tells you everything you need to know about the show. (laughs) That's Corey. He's in the house. It's kind of animated, and the, the Mount Rushmore sings along, which is not in DC. <laughs> I think I've seen more than tw- 15 seconds of Corey in the house. You got to watch the one where he challenges Putin to DDR on a plane and he has to beat him before it lands. That's not a joke. That's an actual episode of Corey in the house. Yes. It's not Putin. <laughs> it's a guy who's supposed to be Putin. He's like the Russian I'm... like prime minister. It's not on Disney Plus. Oh, if, if, if there's a god, it is. It's got it's a be. crunchy roll. High <laughs> <laughs> <I> dive. <laughs> what I like about crunchy roll is it doesn't, it doesn't give you the option to skip. You're in it. No. <laughs> you want to skip? Do it manually. We're not doing it for it you. Yeah, sit here, listen to Fantastic Illusion. <laughs> it is on Disney Plus. It is not actually. Oh. For some reason, <laughs> you got to go and watch Anime.ru. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is a. Uh, you know, feel free. Once this episode goes up, we'll share the playlist. Uh, let us know what your favorites are and, you know, share your stories with your favorite OPs and what they remind you of, because I mean, it's the point of the Radish Hall of Fame, you know, we want to all walk through and see our favorite things and what they mean for us and talk to each other and discuss yeah. like and, Disney uh, Channel original movies, decoms and the, and the Noid and the Noid. But <laughs> I'm eating, I have Domino's pizza with me tonight. Uh, and it's fantastic. did you get it? Did you get it in 30 minutes or less? I did. It's very cool. Wow. Yeah. The, the successfully avoided the Noid. Successfully yeah, avoided. Good job. <laughs> um, but I think it came uh, in a normal car, not one of the uh, driverless cars uh, to keep advertising. So I guess he did succeed. <laughs> It'll lose my mind when I see one of those for the first time. Similar, this is the, the, the Radish Hall of Fame over. We're the, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the seeing the Domino's driverless delivery car is the 2020 uh, 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 equivalent of seeing like the Google Earth car in like the late aughts. You flash it. <laughs> People are going to try and drive it off the road. Yeah. And it's going to be one of my pizzas in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, guys. It's okay, Tyler. That pizza had mushrooms anyways, so it's good that oh, it was driven gross. off the road. Mushroom calzone. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in the dirt. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna be it for us today. Today for this episode, y'all. Thanks for listening to episode one fifty eight. Uh, don't listen to what your podcast feed says. This is canonically episode one hundred fifty eight. <laughs> I'll make it Sean. 
<laughs> you can find me at that Sean Barry on Twitter and Sean M. Barry everywhere else. Uh, and if you're interested in record collecting, I'm Idiotechnica on Instagram. Find Figure out a way to spell it. Um, that's it. Uh, I've been Will. You can find me at Will from online. Uh, join our Discord, indiesaurus.com slash Discord, because right now, if you're listening to this, several days ago, we were having a meeting <laughs> of the One Piece Book Club. So join it. And uh, you can also talk about Binks Sake or Binks's Brew, whichever version you've read, um, and talk about how it is the happiest song that made you sob like a little bitch. Laboon! <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Tyler. You can find me online at Tyler from Radish. You can find the podcast online at Radish Pod. Uh, you can find our network, Indiesaurus, uh, online at Indiesaurusnet. Uh, or check out indiesaurus.com to check out all of the amazing podcasts that uh, that are on there. Uh, as for Tyler's question... I gotcha. Hang on one second. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, here's the question. Okay. <laughs> I am given and I am taken. I was there at your first breath, oh. but you didn't ask for me, but I will follow you until your death. Legs. <laughs> it, it's not a it's an it's a Japanese animated movie. It counts as anime. It's not an anime TV show and I still haven't seen it, but it's your name. I got that reference. That was a good one, Sean. Uh, yep. Uh, that, uh... I still have that complete was... control over the edit. I can. <laughs> I can. <laughs> you make yourself seem so smart. I know. Well, I did also. I wanted to plug Sean Drink 2, which is out now. Yes. Um, where in we theaters. cover con in theaters. <laughs> I didn't even talk Directed about it. by James Wan. Um and now you don't get to now i have to plug it for that's, you i'm, I'm that's sorry embarrassing um it's great i'm great in it check it out <laughs> bye guys <laughs> bye everyone <laughs>